Hello everyone and welcome to the One Pound More podcast with me, Dawn Heels. Hi everyone, how are you all doing? I hope you are all well. I was thinking about what to record and I wanted to talk about what is your relationship with money? Because I'm at a point where it's the end of the year and I typically go on the whole reflective route and I'm sure a lot of you do this as well. So it's November, it's December, you start to think about what's happened in the year but then you also switch it to the next year being 2022 and what you hope to achieve and all of that good stuff. I thought about the relationship I have with money now, especially as we are still going through a whole pandemic and what my relationship looks like with my money now. But then reflecting back on how it used to be in the past, and I thought it would be quite interesting to just kind of give you an insight on that. I think I have touched upon it in the past, but just so you know where I'm at, why I do things, and hopefully how I can help you. So if we go all the way back... (laughs) to my 20s, my relationship with money was quite interesting because I was part sensible, part reckless, like so reckless. So the sensible side of me was a saver. So I've been brought up a saver, spend a cent, save a cent is what my mum used to implement and that is something that I've always taken alongside with me. So if you think about growing up and a teenager and, you know, into my adult years, I've always saved there's always been something in the bank as a buffer as a rainy day whatever and then it turned into saving for a deposit on a house right so that was that side my recce side was the side of oh but you know I'm here today and I can spend as I please I'm making my money so however I want to spend it I can but then also tapping into credit and this is where I get quite annoyed now you know now that I'm an older woman I'm wiser I've got my own experiences. I try as much as I can to educate other people on money management, but I really do feel like this needs to be implemented in schools. It really, really does. So I would spend my money. So I never used to divide up my money at that time. So I get paid, okay, bills put aside. This is mine. Like the balance is mine, how I want to spend it. And then if for whatever reason it went and I had access to a credit card, as many of us did with our sort of student accounts and things like that, I would almost look at that as free money because credit gives you that instant access. You can have that product or services right then and there, right? And it's in your mind, it's making you feel like I can have this now and I'll think about the issue and the problem later. And I think if you've got that mentality, that's when it becomes very dangerous. That's the mentality I had. I was like, but I can have this and it doesn't matter how much it costs because when I get paid at the end of the month, I'll just deal with it then. But what I then used to be like is, oh, I actually don't want to take that chunk of money and pay off that whole thing because I'm going to have less to spend this month. So do you know what? I'll just pay the minimum and think about the rest later. When I actually had the funds to pay it off. That's what's so messed up. (laughs) I had the funds to pay it off or pay it back or even just pay for the thing in the first place. I didn't have to tap into credit, but it was dangled in front of my face. I remember being a student, the student account opened, it said it came with a credit card, the limit was about three grand. I was like, hey, hey, hey. And as a student, not being funny, even though I had like a little part-time job and all the rest of it, 
it's not sufficient, as we all know, you know, for people that's gone through it, it's not sufficient. So I had that so-called buffer available to me and three grand's worth of it. I mean, hello. And then plus you've got your overdraft from your bank, which again, they were giving you like 1,500, 2,000 pounds. If you think about these accounts for students, it's just crazy how much money they give. I get it because you're a student and you need access to that money, but it's the education that is lacking. So I guess if you're spending as I did and you're racking up that debt and then interest is being applied, especially with the credit cards, you just get further and further and further and further into debt. So I was a recce spender. And then I would say I wasn't as obviously as sensible as I am now. So I think the biggest turning point for me came when I was made redundant from my workplace, my then workplace. And as you know, the redundancy, typically you'll get a payout. And that is supposed to see you through the times of you job hunting and, you know, being able to pay your bills as normal and all the rest of it. But for me at the time, I'd never, like I said, I'd never gone through that process before. So landing that chunk of money, I was like, hey, hey, hey. At the same time, I had started saving for a property. So this was in my 20s. I'd started saving up for a property and I had a few grand in the bank account. Nicely, nicely. You know, I wasn't serious, serious at the time in a sense of I need my property now and I need to buy next year. But it was there. It was accumulating. So normal people <laughs> with great money management would have been like, right, job has to happen now. I'm taking that chunk of money that I've just been paid for my redundancy and placing it into my savings account and look at that, the the savings I have for my, my house or my home, flat, whatever it is, has just been bumped up. But no, I got that money. I was like, oh, I want this thing that I haven't been able to purchase in so long. And oh, I'm going to go and do this and that. And it's okay. I'm going to find a job. But what happened was I didn't find a job. And it led to me having to dip into my savings account because at the time, after I'd done all my qualifications and whatnot, I had a another student loan and that was, I think I had to pay back something around like £500 a month on one of them. It was quite hefty. So of course, my money quickly ran out from the redundancy and I had to dip into my savings and I kept dipping and I kept dipping and I saw that that account was depleting. And then that's when I was like, no, oh my gosh, I have to find a job. And you know, I found one and and whatnot. But that was the turning point for me. So my relationship with money, like I said, it was almost like, I don't know, an angel and a demon almost, because I did have a healthy mindset in a sense with savings, but I had a very unhealthy mindset with regards to spending. It was almost like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't really care about the consequences until the consequences hit me in the face. So I went through that period of time and because I had funds to pay off and, you know, like I said, a lot of things attracted a lot of interest and it was quite a hard sloth to get out of, that was the lesson for me, that was the education and that's why now you see on my page and my YouTube channel that I talk a lot about money management because I do not want people going through the same thing that I did in a sense of therefore it takes you longer to get to where you need to get to so I say all that to say had I been 
sensible with my money. I'm sure I would have had my property in my 20s, right? So I was now in my 30s and buying property. Nothing wrong with that at all. But like I said, had I been a bit more sensible, that goal would have come a lot sooner. So my thing is, I'm looking out at my audience and I'm saying, guys, this is my truth. This is what I went through. Can you please not do that? And actually, okay, if you are going through it, let's try and get you out of that that situation. Or, okay, if you're not in that situation, because there are a fair few people, I'm sure, that are not in debt and all the rest of it, if you're trying to save for a house or whatever it is you're doing, okay, these are the ways that I did it and hopefully that can help you because, again, I had to learn how to do things effectively to get to where I am today. So that was then. Now I can say that money management for me, especially over the last few years, has really ramped up. And I think a lot of people will say, because most of us had to work from home, and I'm still working from home, I saw how much I was saving. So in terms of things like petrol, I think I used to pay out around about £60 a week to get to work. And having that in my back pocket and purposely putting that back into savings and seeing how much I could save over the year was just amazing. It enabled me to do things this year that perhaps I wouldn't have, I would have been able to do, but maybe have thought twice about doing it. So like last year, for instance, I did some home improvements to my garden. Um, This year, I think I haven't really touched it. I haven't really touched it because there are things that I want to do, which I'm going to talk about probably on a live or a video. We'll see next year. So I'm putting money aside for that. But I have been very, very strict still on dividing up my money. So I'm sure you've heard me talk about this a thousand times for those of you who follows me on Instagram and YouTube. And if you don't, my at on Instagram is at dawn underscore heels. And on YouTube, if you just tap in Dawn Heels, you'll find my videos. But I split my money up each month. So I do 50%, 30%, 20% of my wages. So 50% is on sort of what I call debt. Debt is your bills, right? You're you're owing people money for the services that you've taken from them. Um, The mortgage, things like that. So 50% goes on all of that. 30% goes into savings. And 20% is my play money. Now, you can, if you don't do this, you can shift the percentages and shift the money that you put into each pot because what I always say is that just make sure you are covered in the sense of your your bills. Like, they're so important. Get them covered. And then you can take whatever you need to take to put into your savings comfortably and also leaving some money for you to just have some fun with. So I, I mean, for that, I, since I've done, well, yeah, since I've started doing that, I just, I cannot not do that. So when I get paid on that day, I'm dividing. That's the first thing I do before any money leaves my account, right? So I I do that. I'm in that habit now. I do it. But I've really been on it this year. I really have been on it. And I find that I think because I've been seeing more of a saving with money this year and last year, I check my money a lot. So when I say this, I tell people to have a good relationship with their bank accounts and it's not just to see oh my money's growing or my money's going out it's just to see what activity has happened and you can sometimes catch yourself so for instance if I'm there let's say if I I had a week and I was just spending spending and I'm checking my bank account if I'm seeing 
ASOS, deliver rude, deliver rude, deliver rude. Then it, it enables me to catch myself and think, hold on a second, I've spent a lot this week on something, so let me just fall back the next week. So that's where that healthy relationship with money is coming in. So you, you catch yourself. Not only that, we know there's a lot of scam scammers and all the rest of it that are that are happening these days and that a lot more has happened because of the pandemic. So it enables you to check. So you check to see if all the spending activity is yours. I know a lot of banks are on this with regards to fraudulent activity, but you have to also help yourself. So I'd actively encourage you each and every day to just log into your bank account, whether you have spent or not spent, just to see what's happening. And like I said, maybe you need to catch yourself. Maybe you haven't spent in that week, but you look back at a previous week and you think, well, hold on a second. I can see, I don't know, Topshop, I can see Pizza Hut, I can see whatever. I don't want to be doing that the next week. So that's why it's a good exercise. But yeah, I think my relationship has turned around. I don't, I look at money as something that can help me grow and it has helped me. So I've seen the successes of being quite rigorous with my spending and saving. So for instance, if I'm forever putting money into savings for whatever goal that is, I've seen the outcome. So the outcome is I've got a roof over my head. And as difficult as that was in the first instance, I have. So I've seen what that can do. And that relationship is it's a nice one to have rather than I'm opening my bank account with one eyeball because I know I have done something wrong. And that's, <laughs> that's how I used to be. That's exactly how I used to be. I used to open it. Oh, and you see the minus and you think, oh, for goodness sake, Dawn, what have you done now? And you see, you know, you're, you're in your overdraft and this and that. You have every opportunity to turn your relationship around. If you've got quite an unhealthy relationship with your money, don't ever sit and think, but I don't have the opportunity to turn it around or to stop. You can be in dire straits and you can. I've put up posts on my Instagram with regards to money help. So if you are in a really bad predicament, there's lots of charities that can help. They can write letters to your creditors, all sorts of things. So I encourage you to look at my posts with regards to that. But if you're in a situation where, you know, you know you've got the money, it's just the way you spend. Again, I've got posts on how to manage your money. I've got a good post on how I divide up my money. And you can see, again, I talk about the 50, 30, 20 but I tell you what I do with it. So you can see exactly how I do it. And maybe, maybe you want to try that for a month. So the next time you get paid, so when's next time, next time be end of November, when you get paid, perhaps try that for one month and just see how, how you get on. If it's not for you, you can do what you need to do and tailor it up to yourself. But if it is for you, then absolutely try and stick to it and just have a better relationship with money. I think again, something else I'd also suggest, there's a lot of people obviously will move jobs and they'll get a higher wage. Now, just because you've got a higher wage, that doesn't then mean that your whole complete lifestyle now has to change because of the higher wage. Let me give you an example. So if, for instance, you're on a wage of £20,000, right? And you know how much you get paid per month. Now, if you have been living comfortably in a sense of you've been able to pay your bills and then there's a little bit of money left over, because I always say to pay your bills is an, an, is a necessity. There you go. I've got the word out. So to pay your bills is a necessity. Anything else that's left after is almost like a blessing because that enables you to just go live your life. You know, you want to go to town, you want to go out, you can do that. 
So you're living on your 20 grand salary, you're able to pay your bills and have, you know, a comfortable life. Yes, if you get a little bit more money, it will help. Now imagine you jump from being paid 20 grand a year to 40 grand a year. Of course, you're going to get more money per month, right? But that then doesn't mean that once your bills are paid, you're like, right, now I can go and buy that Gucci belt. Now I can do this. And every month you're literally just spending the balance of your money. No, that's where people go absolutely wrong. And that's where they end up not having any money, not having much savings. And they wonder what's going on. It's because you've completely adjusted your lifestyle when you didn't need to. I'm not here saying, okay, you've got more money or you've made more money. However it is, don't live your life and enjoy. Not at all. You know, we're here. We don't know how long we're here for. And of course, enjoy the fruits of your labor. But having access to, you know, more money will help you with your goals, especially if you do have desires. So whether it's you want to start a family in the future, you're going to buy a house, you want to buy a car, you want to go away on that trip of a lifetime, put some money away. And you're able to put away more because you've got more access to money. You don't have to do complete blowouts. And I think that's where people get it wrong as well. They literally alter. And that's why sometimes you hear people talking about, this is a whole different conversation, how people are stuck in certain careers, really suffering and not enjoying, but they're trapped by the wages. So they've adjusted their lifestyle so much so that they can never leave that particular industry because they may have to take a pay cut even though they'd be happy somewhere else, right? They'd be happier somewhere else, but because they've adjusted, they've got a massive mortgage, they've got the brand new cars. If they're going to take the pay cut, they can't pay for the massive mortgage and the brand new cars. They can't. So just, you know, be sensible. Like I said, I'm not here saying don't live your life, but sometimes just, just fall back a little bit and just, you know, readjust. Maybe you could do things like one month you proper budget, you proper spend, um, save, sorry. And then the next month you go, okay, if I deserve a little bit of a blowout and spend, a, you know, a little bit more of the wages that I have, then cool. But it's just about having balance in life. So, yes, that's the relationship. I am curious as to know what yours is. When I put up the post on Instagram, you can definitely go and comment underneath if you wish. And, you know, with all these things, it's an open discussion. So I'm going to leave that there, guys. I've put my teeth back in, <laughs> tripped over some of the words, but you know, I'm warming myself up back into my podcast, so that's why. But thank you so much for joining me, as always, and you know where to find me. You know where to find me on Instagram. Come and give me a follow if you haven't already, and I look forward to sitting with you next time on the One Pound More podcast. Take care.